0: Everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Sponsored by AgorasNexus.com, the premier sponsor of the Use Guys and that podcast. So, this is our Thanksgiving special, and um, we got the gang here to have a lovely discussion about what you could potentially do to ruin your dinner. And I'm not talking about bodily functions at the dinner table, perhaps belching, even though that's supposed to be something that shows approval of the meal where you come from, where I come from, it's very frowned upon. Um, at the table that is, you know, if you move to the kitchen or the toilet or what have you, that might be a little bit more acceptable, but, uh, to ruin your, uh, and the, for those of you that are from other countries, just understand it's like, for, and we got listeners in the UK. So Thanksgiving is kind of like your Sunday roast, your Sunday dinner roast the times 500, you know, and we squeeze it all into one afternoon of, uh, of gluttony. The Canadian folks, I think can understand because their, their Thanksgiving, I believe is in, in October. So they have something a little bit similar to what we do. But in the UK, that's think about your Sunday dinner and quantify it by like 500. As far as the quantity of food, the gathering, all that stuff. Uh, Turkey for most normal people, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want, though. I mean, one day I would like to do You guys ever seen those videos where they take like the dining room table. And they cover it in uh, aluminum foil or aluminum foil, for those of you in the UK. And then they put the nacho chips down. And then they put all of the stuff on. Like, they make nachos on top of the table. No. That would be tremendous. This is a- No, I've never seen that.
1: I've see never that. seen this either, and I'm very interested in nacho table.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's nacho table. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it,
0: had, it had to be done, uh, embarrassingly. But, yeah, that, that's something that I'd like. But you could do whatever you want, like one year. I asked my wife to make a ham, and then we ended up having ham for, for Christmas, so that was kind of a loss. I'm a turkey guy. I like uh, turkey enchilada the next day. I, I think there's a lot that you could do, plus the sandwich that you can make out of the turkey. <laughs> So you start with the bread in the bottom. I'm a Miracle Whip guy. Uh, I was,
3: you read my mind. I was about to ask.
0: Yeah, sandwich. So, so let me give you the order. The order, like you know, you have the uh, the PEMDAS. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Well, there is an order, an ordinal uh, uh, procedure to assembling the sandwich, just like all my sandwiches. Um, very, very regimented. Very serious. It's almost like religion. Uh, Only more fun and far more satisfying because it's sandwiches and not the empty promise of heaven and God and all that horseshit. So uh, you take uh, the bread, right? So we got we got leftover Thanksgiving. You could do this in the evening, too. If maybe you drank too much, you didn't eat as much because you were too busy talking and drinking or getting stoned or whatever it is that you do. So you take your sandwich, right? Okay. so we got two pieces of nice bread. I recommend Italian. I just think that it has and it can hold everything together french is a little too hard if you want to cut your gums and you know the roof of your mouth with french bread that's probably not um not not my cup of tea but that's up to you so italian on the uh our bread so here we go miracle whip mayonnaise is acceptable but it's not my go-to i don't have a problem with hellman's i'm not looking to start a fight with anybody everybody has some very deep held beliefs about this whatever i prefer miracle whip i will use regular mayonnaise if it's if there's nothing else available
1: for the sandwich
0: for the sandwich so okay mayo all right now follow me next next this is beautiful you do the stuffing right there okay stuffing's next right then you put the turkey in there nice turkey right there now this doesn't come with the turkey ladies and gentlemen but i prefer a piece of cheese Usually a Swiss goes well with turkey. Swiss is a good compliment to the turkey. I'm a huge fan. So you put the Swiss on top of there. Now, if you're feeling really adventurous, I'm also a cranberry sauce guy, and I don't want your homemade grandmother's <laughs> recipe. You put fucking Jell-O powder in there or heroin or whatever it is that you do. I'm not interested. Not, I'm not interested. I like it from the can, and I like the noise that comes out of the can, and I like it because it has lines. Exactly. It has lines so that I can cut the portion for the turkey it already is perforated for my use that's why i prefer it. <laughs> it
1: has the ribbed for your pleasure
0: ribbed for my asshole's pleasure on the way out um so I, I like to put that on there and then of course i am a, a, a honey mustard guy now that depends if you use the cranberry that's generally not something that's going to mix well together if you don't use cranberry but you do have the swiss on there swiss turkey and honey mustard are, are an excellent combination if you haven't tried it yet Please do put that on there. Cut diagonally,
1: and you put like
0: a savage. You put the
1: stuffing on the sandwich as well, absolutely on the side.
2: No, 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 on the side. Okay, on the sandwich. This is a leftover Thanksgiving sandwich.
1: I I was just curious.
2: I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. It it all goes on there, right? In one, the the idea of the sandwich is to make it easy for portable eating.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Exactly. You you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I'd, I'd love to throw the gravy on there, and also to put the, like the mac and cheese on there. But like I said, like I don't want to take a shower after I eat this thing. Like I mean, let's be reasonable here. G- this getting thing.
2: sweaty while you're eating your sandwich. <sighs> Over there, breathing heavy and sweating.
4: Uh. <laughs>
0: it's I'm guilty man like I like I said I take my sand my sandwich making very seriously so but if you're looking to ruin your holiday and who doesn't like to ruin someone's holiday especially when you have family let's say that comes over you know your your aunt is a registered Democrat your grandfather is still a racist even though he killed the Nazis in World War Two um you know whatever uh the, we wanted to talk about some topics that you could perhaps radicalize your family with at the dinner table this will continue on though because i did ask you guys to give us some like what you would do now there's a couple of other holidays that are coming up here pretty soon uh hanukkah coming that's a great opportunity to radicalize your family i think that that uh you know you're saying the prayers or what have you You you're lighting the candle and next thing you know you're spouting off one of the things that we're going to talk about tonight and of course christmas is. An epic thing because not only will you disappoint the individual with for whom you bought the gift but you can also disappoint them with your complete lack of respect for the star spangled banner uh for government in general and also to attempt to radicalize them on the way out so with that being said i would like to talk with you guys about what we came up with for the radicalization at the thanksgiving or sunday roast table or whatever our Canadian friends do on Sundays, because Hockey Night in Canada is on Saturday, I know, because I watch, obviously. So, this is a great opportunity. So, let's get started here. So, I have a list of about mm, about uh, six things. Six things. Now, obviously, you know where I'm going to go first, okay? Now, for those of you that boomer parents, like me, the thing I like you go right in there for either they believe it or they don't want to hear about it or and if they believe it, they'll expand upon it. And they'll not only not only that, but they like my generation will tell you where they were on September 11th, 2001, to the detail, including the flavor of Pop-Tart that they had in the school cafeteria. Um, I, that was after I was in college at the time, but that's besides the point. So today is November 22nd, 2021. This also is the day. That a coup d'état took place in this country uh, when President John Kennedy was murdered by Alan Dulles, Lyndon Johnson, and the CIA. So that's always a good thing to talk about. So let's say you're sitting down. Let's set the let's set the stage. Let's set the stage. Okay, the curtain comes up. You're sitting at the table. You got the turkey. You got the steam coming off that some bitch looks great, right? The sides are bubbling. Except the cranberries jiggling. At least on my table, like a normal person macaroni and cheese got that nice big ladle in there you're thinking about how much to take and i take a lot i don't really (laughs) not interested if you can get some it's my table my house i eat the mac and cheese first and the rest you can figure out what to do and you get that fork out you know you got your well i mean this is orange and this is red but let's just get our fork and our knife and you're cutting into that nice meal You you know, somebody already said some bullshit prayer or, you know, thanked an invisible god for the turkey that, you know, somebody paid for because somebody slaughtered it so that you could eat it, not the invisible sky wizard, but let's carry on. Gonna be a little more expensive this year too. Uh thirteen percent. It is ridiculous how expensive shit costs for myself and my wife at the fucking store. It is it like I hope you're all happy. I hope you're all happy with the fucking inflation. The hidden tax. It's terrible. It's terrible. But look we Let's let's slow down. Let's go back to the table, shall we? So we're sitting down. You know, cutting things are clinking. You know those clinking noises for that you're hitting the plates and stuff. And people are taking sips of their cocktails and you know rummaging around. And people are dropping their napkins. And you know you're you know you have to yell at your grandparents because they can't hear you. You know, <laughs> like I said, your grandfather fought the Nazis in World War II and he was an artilleryman mm-hmm. and he can't hear for shit and he's not really interested in listening to anybody anyway. And you could well oh, mm, 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 oh man this is great turkey like hey hey grandma um do you did you vote for John Kennedy and of course that's gonna spark something to me and of course you're gonna say well of course I did he was so handsome you hear that all the time from old people old women will tell you he was a good looking guy that's why we went for it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and uh, next thing you could go into is be like you know grandma you like what do you think um did you did do you think that he was killed by the government grandma? And then of course, you know, that's when you can really dive into what we talked about on this show. How he was set up from the beginning. How Alan Dulles and by the way, George George H.W. Bush was he didn't he can't tell you where he was on that day. Those are kind of the examples that I would like to bring up at the table when you're having these discussions with your family. I recommend and in fact I think that you should document them. I mean, there's always a good opportunity to get it on the TikTok on the YouTube or whatever the fuck it is that you do. Nobody watch, nobody looks at our uh, Instagram page. And I, and frankly, I don't care. Um, so, but anyway, so that's kind of an example of where I'd like to go with this. We have some more. So obviously on the anniversary of the murder of John Kennedy by the uh, intelligence community and Lyndon Johnson, the uh, vice president, the coup d'etat, that's, this is a great opportunity. So it's a good example. Um, What else do we want to talk about? I would like to kick it over to Brian real quick and see what he has on his handy-dandy notepad.
3: Oh, shit. Well, I had the fucking book sitting right next to me, and I totally forgot where I put it. But, no, I've been going back through Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky uh, because that one's a pretty good example and basically uh, breaks down how much the media is able to control of your daily life. And basically, uh, it explains that over time, because it goes back I want to say starting roughly in like the 1950s or that's where they seem to focus for the most part from what I've read Mm. is like when the news became available on television but it's not only just the news it's also like magazines books uh even like academic research kind of stuff is touched on a little bit okay basically like any form of Mass media, which is a system, under their definition, a system for communicating messages and symbols to the general populace uh, for the purpose of amuse, entertainment, information. uh, Basically, giving the general populace what they're going to need to be folded in, integrated to the structure of larger society. And basically, over time, that all, that power seems to be, oh, okay, Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second.
0: Oh, that's okay. Uh,
3: It seems to be like, uh, just like anything else, the people that have more money, more power tend to also control that. And it's like, if they're the ones that get to pick the news, they choose what people are talking about when they're talking about it, uh, how they get to talk about it. And they basically get to choose, uh, a lot, I mean, it's pretty evident. I don't know if it's always been like this, but it seems like my entire life, it's like, okay, like stuff that's always been in the news has been stuff to do with government, business, and then they'll have their, they have experts that get to do their testimony to support whatever the mainstream narrative actually is. And then it kind of gets into the nitty gritty of like, well, who is actually choosing all of this stuff? And why? Because it's not something that I think a lot of people think about. And it's also incredibly interesting, because uh, let's see. They break it down in what they call five filters, basically. But uh, what America at least seems to be under is a propaganda model of media. And in a country, say that like the state runs the media it's like it's pretty obvious to see that kind of stuff but in america it's all technically privatized so there's a few steps in between so it's like you can kind of get lost in the mix-up and be like oh like we're all technically free and like we can say whatever we want but it's really like okay if you have enough people in the right places that pay the right amount of money it's like you lose all accountability and they still get to do whatever they want
4: okay and
3: it's like there used to be i've I wish I had the book right now because I was reading through it last night, but there were, I want to say back in the fifties from like the fifties to the eighties, the amount of media through at least the United States was dispersed among, I think anywhere between 30 to 50 different like parent companies. And then it dropped down to maybe something by, by now I want to say it's in the single digits and it's like, <laughs> I mean, I was raised my entire life to think that monopolies are bad, but it's like, who's regulating these? Because everybody's like, oh, the government should be in charge of all this stuff and be able to regulate it. But it's like, okay, why is that not happening? That's <laughs> basically my main question. And it's like, okay, we have a perfect example of it right now. Like everybody watched the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff, but it's like the Gillane Maxwell trial starting up and it's like, not there's not really... I don't see anything about that anywhere except from people that just shitpost memes on the internet and they're all like doomers and fucking conspiracy theorists. And then, yeah, you have all these people from Hollywood that are like, Oh my God, like I can't believe this poor pedophile got fucking shot by a 17 year old. And it's like, why the fuck, like what the fuck is actually happening? Like I like, and it's like, you can't even, I, I don't even know that I want to talk to people about this kind of stuff anymore because it's like, I don't feel like I get anywhere. I don't know if I'm not well equipped enough. I don't know if I just don't care enough anymore because it's like, you can't. Well, they're like, Oh, well he shouldn't have been there. And it's like, like, I mean, do you think the people should have been burning a city down? Like, are we're really going to get into like a back and forth over this kind of shit. Like, uh, yes you could not, you could go all the way back to like the night of conception and they've been like, Oh, like, should they have fucked each other? Should Kyle of Rittenhouse even have existed? It's like the same caliber of question. It's like, well, it fucking happened. And it's like up to a certain point, like nobody got hurt or was doing anything. And it's like, depending on the day, it's like, I almost feel different about this shit just because I'm so tired of fucking hearing people bitch about it. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, man, nothing makes sense. I went away for a month. And came back and it's like, everything's more of a fucking upside down nightmare than it was. And I can't even point out like what the differences are between when I left and when I came back, it's just shit's fucking spooky. Like
0: if if there's one takeaway from this podcast, I want it to be that two people fucked and then as a result of that Kyle Rittenhouse killed three people.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And the news is okay. So again, the news, it's like, you have, whether it was erroneous or not, you have, uh, what was it? I was it CNN. Who was it? Was it MSNBC? that said he killed three black people and like everybody just started sharing the shit out of it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, no, he didn't. And like anybody with a pair of eyes knows that shit. Yeah. but Like yeah. they're pushing it out there. So there's already like, a huge contingent of, of the country. I hope that's the right word of the country. That's like, Oh yeah. He killed three black people. He's a white supremacist. He's 17. He's going to grow up and do all this terrible shit. And it's just like, what?
0: Like, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, what's terrible about this? is like we're in the middle of this conversation and ladies and gentlemen we have an esteemed guest who has joined us in the middle of this shit show oh well,
3: yeah sorry that's why i lost my train of thought a little bit i saw
0: him join but bird has bird has joined us for the super spreader special part Deux. uh I, i'd like to thank him now that he is here thank you for coming on with us bird
4: thank you thank you so much can you hear can everybody hear me oh yeah. yes Okay, go, great, excellent. That was. I want you to keep going. That was incredible. I don't even that know where was, I'm going, man. That's that was the inspiring. thing. Like... That there's like an Alex Jones level <laughs> rant that just went out <laughs> in every direction. That was so good. I
3: don't know how to keep a train of thought going, though. It's like it's got to be all over the place, and that's. That like... was
4: I, everything you just said is how I feel, and so I don't need. I feel like I'm not. Don't even need to really be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> that explained it all. But that's like
3: I. If I had a dollar for every time I've been around and like, cause like, okay. So I said, I took a month off. I literally fucked off to rural Tennessee and just like chilled out in the woods and like met the people that I met, talked to them about whatever. They were all super nice, but I met so many people and I went to like Alabama too. And it was like every store that I went to, I'd strike up conversation with some of the people. And it's like, the, geographically, it doesn't even really matter. These are all conversations I've had with people in the North as well. So like, you can't be like, oh, you were South of the Mason Dixon. Like none of this shit matters. But it's like there are so many people and they're usually business owners is what I've noticed that are like, oh, man, like I'd be leading the charge if I knew there were going to be a million people right behind me. But I don't want to be the one guy. But it's literally like how you see all the bots on Twitter all regurgitating the same thing. It's like, I've seen like a thousand different people say that. And I'm like, well, do you fucking understand? Like how many of you are all saying the same thing? Like, can I just get all of you to meet and talk in one fucking spot at one time? Like I want to see what happens, but right now they're all isolated. Everybody's afraid to talk to one another or the people that aren't afraid to talk to each other are so pissed off at everybody else because of whatever's fucking happening in the news, which then ties back into like who actually chooses what the news is, who chooses what you put your eyes on. And they're like. And it all comes down to advertising, too. And marketing's involved in that because, like, at the end of the day, it's all a business. It's got to be profitable. Ads is, or at least at the publishing time of that book, ads were the best way. And it's like now there's so much overhead involved in starting a media company, whether it be for newspapers, publishing books, uh, anything at all, honestly. And they talk about how like, okay, with cheaper technology being introduced, it's a little bit easier. And like with the internet, there was some hope. But now you have regulatory agencies cracking down on the internet. And I mean, everything's just kind of fucked. And it's like, it's literally cat and mouse all the time. And it's like steel sharpening steel. And it's like, oh, who's going to win? And it's like, in the end, I'm like, I don't think anybody is. I think this is just going to go on forever. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know how to just sit back and watch and feel good about it because it's like incredibly yeah, yeah. uneasy yeah, the entire right. time.
4: <laughs> that's the issue. That's the issue is it's obvious what's going on is, are you going to be like, okay, cool. That's, that's pretty funny. Cause that's the only, that's the only option you have. You're got to <laughs> think that what's happening is hilarious or I don't know. I don't really, I actually don't know what the other side is. You, you have to kind of imagine this is a little bit funny. Um, at least it's a little bit funny for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a great story i think um the other thing that makes me not worry is um like i might be a little bit of a misanthrope but on the real most people i can't get mad at because i feel like when i talk to like my dad like a like a like your lock stock barrel normie or like a real normie they kind of they kind of just know, know what's going on in the, in the CNN way. Like where they're like, oh, I guess there's shortages, right? And they go, I guess. And then you, they just, that's it. That's... There's nothing after that. They just, like, I guess that's happening now. <laughs> and so like the the only thing is that I disagree with is the way that you sound, the way that you're talking about it makes it seem like this big apocalyptic, um, like, oh my God, like rapture event But it's kind of like really – it's slow. You know, most people are kind of just like settling into it and being like, okay, I guess that's happening. And um, I think that's kind of – like I've always been a diversify your funds kind of guy. So I feel like I try to do what I can to detach myself from the, the, the wave that might come from the mistakes that are made. But, like, at the same time, I also, I, I don't lament this because it's not like people are dying in the streets, right? No. And I, it's like... I feel like they're kind of just chilling at home, watching television as they always have, <laughs> and they're just kind of being told things are getting worse, and they definitely are. But people are, like, <laughs> already kind of on a, a television and TV dinner IV a lot of people they're inundated it's kind of it's like dark humor it's probably the best it's just dark dark humor i guess um they're definitely inundated
3: i think the thing like i don't even necessarily know that i'm trying to paint it like it's apocalyptic i just think it's like the more i learn about it the more i start reading and then that gets faster and faster in my head and i'm like oh fuck like all of these things are all happening all at once and it's just like oh shit but then it's like, it doesn't really help my worldview at all. And it was already kind of fucked up enough. So it's like, at yeah, one point, it was fucked up just...
4: before you learned about it. That's the <laughs> annoying part. It was fucked up like, before you learned helping. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So now, now, you know, and then you don't can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You, now you're just at the edge of the vortex where you're just going to be spinning around forever, <laughs> always looking into the vortex, but never actually going into it yourself. It's Yeah i don't know I, that's where talent. i'm at because everybody's my, like oh sorry that's my anarchism <laughs> well, every,
3: everybody's like oh you need to read more you need to educate yourself but it's like the Why? more, well, like that's well the thing that i've realized and like i am by no means an expert at anything other than being stupid and like being willing to read into shit because oh, yeah. i feel like i'm stupid about stuff but it's like the more you read into anything because that's like i there's a fucking physics book right back there it's a richard Feynman book that I've been going over cause he's got some famous lectures Excellent. that I've been digging into. And Excellent. basically like the whole, this book is an introduction to these six lectures. And basically it's him like, Oh, like, Yeah, like, the more we learn, it's, like, we realize we don't know fucking anything at all. Hell yeah. And it's, like, I feel like if you look deep enough into anything, there's some guy that's just, like, ah, dude, like, we don't really know what the fuck we're doing, but people are willing to fund this research. And it's just, like, what? Like, how the hell are we already at the edge of, like, the known universe? Like, I don't feel like I went that far. And it's just, like, all these (laughs) people, like, and everybody's just, like, oh, like that's just that's just science that's concrete but then you go talk to the people that are like actually doing all the work and they're like dude we don't know fucking anything we hope this is true right
0: now (laughs) like i don't know
3: and then you go back to everybody else that read it like once in the news and they're like no this is it it's always been like this it's
4: never changed. it's basically marvel fans who who are in the media who are just like dude you gotta hear this newest thing and that's that's all we know about science is that dude they found water on mars like that's all i know about science because that's what the media told me and i don't i've never done science research ever and now that's all coming to a head just realizing this i've never read a science anything Uh, yeah this is that's crazy actually yeah it is it to i think that um i do it for tle i just kind of All I do is consume, like, silly news now. I don't – we don't really cover serious topics. So the most serious thing that we'll get is somebody farted for sure is is always going to be involved in a story. (laughs) And I've subsisted on intaking only that kind of news for so long now, two or three years now, that I, I can't take anything seriously anymore as far as news goes. And I and I feel personally uh, a little vindicated in that, in in that I constantly see news stories that just are not real, just a lot of things. Like, do you remember the Haitian immigrant thing? When? What happened?
0: That's a good point. Yeah. What did happen?
4: <laughs> what happened to that? We
0: had the cavalry at the border and that's there just
4: were 14,000 oh. Haitian immigrants at the border. Mm-hmm. What happened? And then there was a photo opportunity where a guy really bad photo opportunity too. if anybody else saw this one, it was really bad. It was a guy, of course he looked like a fucking, like an Aryan prince. <laughs> he it was like a buff, uh, blonde, blue-eyed guy, of course. That's the yep. guy they had to get for the photo op. Yep. And he, he's wrangling yep. uh, a Haitian migrant with a rope as if he's a, a livestock. And th- that was the image that they got. And then that happened two months ago. And now there's no more Haitian migrants. That's over. I was looking yeah, all for more. Them. I don't know what happened, so I feel like a lot of these news stories are kind of like, like Politico nerd shit. Like, oh, this is happening today. It's like the, the here's the next event, and 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 none of it lasts longer than three days. So I kind of TLE has taught me this is my method: is if you just consume enough ridiculous news. The real news it kinda gets dumber because you let's be honest, listeners, you and me together, there's nothing you can do about the news. There's definitely nothing you can do about the news. You could definitely do stuff for yourself, your friends, your family. You know, you can probably help people out in a lot of ways. Financially, you can organize things that work for you. You can't change the news cycle. No. You can't. So it's gotta you gotta hit this point where it's gotta either be funny or you're taking on a lot of baggage for stuff and i had to make the the emotional decision to find it all kind of funny and again i think it's been paying off i've having to having an absolute blast
0: i'm having a blast <laughs> well good well let me ask you this this is everything that we just talked about and boy brian i have to come back to you really quick but okay but, but this is what, it, what what bird is talking about we're moving on to the next thing it always feels like, at least for me, maybe it's because I'm such a World War One guy that we're all looking for the Gavrilo Princip moment and it's happening all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every single day, Gavrilo Princip is assassinating Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> <laughs> One million. Like, we've never recovered from Sarajevo in
4: Infinite startup <laughs> cycle.
0: Yeah. Dude, it's, it's fucking
3: exhausting. Like, I don't know why yeah. I'm like... I don't know, man. I don't know how I'm stuck like that. Because it was like, I like, I think about it constantly. I think about sitting in humanities class halfway through my contract in the Marines. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? We overthrew the Iranian government? Like, what the hell are you actually talking about? And they're like, Oh, you didn't know that? And I'm like, No, I wouldn't have done any of the shit that I've been doing had I known that. That's like, and that's why the whole Man. Middle East hates us, and the 11 And, and that was like, like
4: seventy five years ago. Yeah, and dude, they, and I'm still stuck and they on that. they overthrew the U S. the U S. government overthrew the U S. government like last year. So <laughs> <laughs> they're still
3: they're still doing. But that it. didn't it's happen dangerous. because the U S. government didn't say they overthrew the U S. government
0: last year. Well, they <laughs> were very
4: quiet about it. That's right. They were very quiet about it. Well. <laughs> Brian, Brian, I have to ask
0: you, since you decided to pick that topic to radicalize your family at the Thanksgiving dinner table,
4: Yeah.
0: how quickly do you think you would end up in a padded cell after bringing up everything? Not just, you know, the introduction, but the, uh, the entire piece de resistance. If you said everything you just said, how fast would it be before they had you, like, you know, somebody looking at you through a, a hole in the door saying, we have to observe this man?
3: Dude, I'm still not convinced that that's not like what's waiting for me at my family Thanksgiving. Like, I I low key think it might just be like an intervention. Like they've been like, "All right, like we got him." He said he's coming. Like they're they're getting ready. Like I don't know what the fuck. Like I haven't <laughs> talked to anybody.
2: Turkey, he's getting a fucking straight jacket. <laughs>
3: Dude, I haven't talked to like anybody in my fa- on that side of my family at all. Really, I haven't talked to many people in my family. Like I don't know. I don't want to like air everything all out there but like I mean I had I had some time where I was unemployed and I was like oh like I don't have to worry about random drug tests or anything so someone was like would you like to smoke some marijuana and it just happened to be like medicinal shit and I have like no tolerance and I was like okay and apparently I have an underlying anxiety disorder uh which like that really fucking whoa like ticked off and so like, I got really high and got really paranoid and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to try to write all this shit down because I cannot be inside my head right now. And apparently they didn't, the person that was with me did not like what they saw at all. Like I didn't hurt myself. I didn't hurt anybody else. I was just sitting there writing stuff. And, uh, they like told a bunch of people I was like on meth or something. I have no fucking idea. And then, uh, like after all that, after I wound down, I went home and went to bed and then like everybody in my family thought I was smoking meth apparently. And then they called the police and were like hey this guy's a meth head and like he's going crazy and like you need to do something so like they tried to put me in a padded room dude like. I don't like I don't know like I I hope that's not what's about like I feel like if I talk about anything that's kind of just where they're going because they're like this is way too intense. I don't know why he's so hung up on this shit. I don't know why he can't just let this shit go. Or they're like, I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. And then every time he talks about it, it gets even worse. And there's just an even bigger disconnect. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I don't know if they can't confront any of it or if they honestly just think I am insane for some reason.
0: uh, You know, I, I think you should avoid going to your family's house and come straight to mine. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but like I do like I understand mostly now that it's like I've been way too open with way too much shit with my family but it's like I thought that was like the thing
2: you were supposed to do with families be like oh hey this is what's going on like the, the I, dinner table <laughs> at Jay's house comes pre-radicalized
0: exactly it's like <laughs> radicalized I mean you you're sitting next to me and then you're sitting next to uh Lindsay who's a radical anarcho-feminist you know like no everything is safe and my mother still knows that john kennedy was murdered by the government it's already set there's we're going to talk about football and how delicious the turkey is there's not going to be hey you know what why don't you call the authorities to get uh to get brian out of here but, but like the,
3: the coolest part was like i talked to the authorities like I, and they were like oh dude like you're cool like you're fine it's like all right cool like neat really wishing i didn't yeah. have to fucking do this today yeah like
0: that time that time yeah, no, that's confident.
3: exactly it
0: like to change at any point in time the next time they come over but yeah. to follow up with what uh, bird and brian were talking about it actually is on my list it's called operation ajax uh and if <laughs> you, what family. the hell is that yeah uh, that's the 1953 coup d'etat uh mohammed uh, Mosedek, uh nationalized uh, british oil interests in iran and uh, the British then, as a result, called the CIA and said, hey, we really don't like this. That's our stuff. And we'll pay you if you get rid of this guy and make the Shah even more powerful. And the U.S. just loves an opportunity to spread democracy in the well, Middle East. So uh,
4: that's don't what don't do they did in the jackals. So
0: <laughs> they almost
3: they originally said no. But then they were like, hey, buddy, Iran's whole northern border is with Russia. And they're a bunch of fucking commies. And they were like, this shit, (laughs) we're in. (laughs) Yeah, and then, yeah, and if if you want to tie it into manufacturing consent, uh, what they did to the, who was the guy they were trying to democratically elect again? The guy they were trying to, he was trying to nationalize Iranian oil
0: and keep the British out. Mohammed Mossadegh.
3: Yeah, so they ran, the CIA went in and they basically did what they did in Operation Mockingbird and they started fucking with the press in Iran and started running a whole bunch of anti-Mossadegh stuff. And then, like nobody really knew where it was coming from, but it's like, oh shit, the newspapers are calling this guy a fucking hack. Like, I guess I gotta believe it. And then, like, they did all this shit to undermine his credibility because they tried to get, uh, because what they had a prime minister too, and it, they or like they had they had like it was either royalty or like a prime minister. I don't and know. It was Mo- like
0: Mosaddek was the prime minister. Or, oh, okay. And Reza Shah was the boss. Like he was. Okay. The king.
3: Because, yeah, they needed him to sign papers of, like, denouncement or something. And, like, he was like, I'm only doing this shit if you have a plane ready for me and I can flee the country, like, the second this shit goes down. Uh, and then, it, like, it all got fucked up originally. But it ended up working out in favor of uh, the imperialist interests, as you can see.
0: Which, you know, resulted in all of this. Yet again, I'm always looking for my Gabriella Princip moment because I'm a sick man. And uh, this, if you trace it all the way down, like... This is how you get the 1979 revolt uh, where they flew in the Ayatollah (sighs) Khomeini back into Tehran. And that's all of this. All of this is the domino effect, right? This is what happens. And then next thing you know, not too long after that, now you have somebody who really hates the United States of America. And, you know, rightfully so for, you know going in there and taking British money because they need to free up uh, the, the nationalized British oil interest. But that was one of the things I thought should be used to radicalize your family at the Thanksgiving table. Now I want to add- a bunch of them won't care. Like I'm worried. They're all like, Oh, this is good. That's what, that's the thing that worries me the most. That's a good point.
3: Cause yeah. they're like, Oh, if it wasn't us that was going to do it, they would have had all this. Sh-. And it's like, it was their shit.
0: <laughs> True. True. Now bird, if you had an opportunity to not get locked in a padded cell and be able to speak freely and try to radicalize, you know, perhaps, you know, your aunt Tina or your uncle Frank or whoever it is that's coming over uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. Like what topic would you ease your way into? Would you pick something hardcore? Would you pick something familiar? Or would you pick something that's a little bit obscure and it's kind of, you know, a a brain tickler? Hey, listen, we're gonna give you a minute to try to figure this one out. What is your path of, of perhaps, if you had to, not to say that you would, because you're not like the rest of us like I'm an asshole and I'm looking to do these sorts of things and that's definitely not what I'm assuming here uh but what would you what path would you go about
4: uh um I think mine might be a little bit boring but uh I if if you're honestly asking me I would probably point thinking about where I am I would probably point to um the the level of corruption that led to just about one-third of small businesses in New York having to be closed down, probably a quarter of, of all small business restaurants closed down. I imagine many of them permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, I am... Bird, as you know, is a friend of the people, friend of the working man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I say that genuinely, I I would probably... Um, I think it's an easy topic, um, even up here in New York. I think people are starting to look at the events that transpired a year and a half, two years ago to now, uh, and a lot of people are of the opinion that maybe the, uh, not just the response, uh. And the giving of money and the shutting everything down, maybe perhaps not just the response was bad, but the very mechanisms that led up to that response are bad as well. Another example that I would give for that is, well, New York is experiencing the same supply line crisis as just about everywhere else on the East Coast. I am personally looking for a vehicle right now, a car, and you cannot... I don't know if anybody has looked for a car recently to try and lease one. It's like th- three or four times what it normally would be as far as the down payment goes. It's it's brutal, um, and I think if people, everyday people, the you know the only people who matter, trying to push their their interests. If you want to play a political game, even just trying to push a little bit to get people to reject. This kind of a response to this kind of an event, again, I think is a future win. Um, And so I would definitely go for, hey, you know, your favorite restaurant (laughs) that's gone now. Uh, Here's how de Blasio's entire term as mayor led up to that having to happen, not just the coronavirus lockdowns, but his entire uh, uh, anti-small business um, pro, like really weird, like lefty, um, disruptive marches, and like very pro uh, left wing unions. It's very anti business. Maybe like push in that direction because I don't think you can listen. I mean, if you you either believe that the government has a responsibility to ensure people's safety or not, and that's probably. Most people believe that the government has some responsibility to ensuring our safety, and I don't just mean with like by physical force, but also the the health and well-being of people. Most people believe in universal health care. Most people certainly believe in a government health care program of some kind. I don't think you're going to win a lot of battles because of everything that's happened in taking down that system of organization of society. I do think you can probably convince a lot of people uh, that they should look skeptically at that system, especially when it comes to um, choosing that system's ability to do what it says, which is to protect lots of people over their own um, financial well-being, because a lot of people basically were tricked into giving up a lot of financial well-being uh, for the promises of safety and health which weren't delivered anyway. If they were delivered, you could at least admit there could be an argument had they weren't delivered at all. We're less safe than we were uh, before as far as financial security goes. And the thing that we shut down for was never really that big of a problem. It was the medical response to the thing uh, that was killing lots of people. Um, I would probably just try and win that battle of, hey, stay out of business. Um, Because I think a lot of people are, again, even in New York are primed to like small businesses in America. I think most people are one way or another. Um I even think like hardcore leftists in this country a lot of them are always seem to like small businesses and individual producers. This is why Etsy is as big a thing as it is. So I I don't really even think that's an issue. I would probably just try and hit on that. I don't know if that's going to radicalize anybody, guys, but I Definitely think it's a battle you can win in favor of uh, a push in a direction that says, hey, government, leave my business alone, um, which is just normy enough of a take, but s- serves just enough of a buffer zone between a more extreme opinion and the regular opinion uh, or the state opinion of, "Will give me like this amount of your business's uh, power for some reason. Uh, a lot of people believe that. Anybody who doesn't believe that, I feel like they are pushing in a better direction uh, at least, which is a lot more people than I think you think, especially again in New York with as many businesses that were taken. down. people are skeptical now, um, and there's certainly, as was mentioned already, plenty of things you could bring up within the span of time of a year and a half to two years that would make them even more skeptical. Um, Jeffrey Epstein uh, was killed, for instance, <laughs> That's a big one. We could talk about that one uh, if you really want to go down a further rabbit hole. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if radicalizing anybody is best thing to do right now. I really think trying to get everybody to stabilize the situation socially might be better for everybody's interest at large. I don't know whether or not that's even possible if that can happen, but I do think if there's a chance to stabilize, uh, things should probably be stabilized so that the kind of financial situations that we need to have happen to push forward you know, alternative financial systems, Bitcoin being the one that I like, the more stable the situation, the slower the decline financially of the American dollar, and that siphoning into a a more stable thing like Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, I think that's probably best. And so as much as I like chaos on the individual level, because I think it's really funny and it's great when you have a podcast, Mm -hmm. um, I just think people being more skeptical of the government touching the aspects of your business is a is an easy outcome from the things that have happened and i think it's worthwhile pursuing without going so far as to uh turn the person off of the idea because of the ideas you present afterwards i just think it's a small battle that we could win and i'm not usually optimistic about that but this has been really easy uh when when just talking to people in your everyday lives getting them to like a lot of people are moving for this reason they go okay maybe We should not allow small businesses to be attacked in that manner. Again, I do think people learn their lessons. That's why you have so many Cubans in Florida who so predictably vote Republican after being in this country for now up to like three generations. They all still vote Republican because stuff like that cultural memory does last. So I think it's a battle worth pursuing to just kind of convince people, hey, do you remember when your father's business was wrecked and ruined like that? Hey, maybe we shouldn't take this approach again. Um, I think that's the best possible solution uh, to that.
0: I think that those are really uh, good points, cogent, and I, I do appreciate where you're coming from. I guess I am the agent of chaos that I want to, like you know, sow discontent at the Thanksgiving table. Perhaps get somebody to leave a little bit earlier, as opposed, as opposed to how long they wanted to stay for. Leave.
4: <laughs> well, you got to. You, well, so you got to crack a few eggs, right? So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, exactly. And, you know, you bring up something when you're talking about economics. And I know Christopher's point is going to play more to that. And uh, if Chris wouldn't mind uh, talking about what you would bring to the Thanksgiving table to kind of, uh, you know, start uh, turning the uh, wheels of chaos.
2: Right. Uh, so one thing I like to talk about with people um, and, and and I'll admit that. I'm I have a tendency to be selective with my audience. I know I know that this will probably only work on a certain amount of people. Um but uh the global financial crisis of 2008 um is a point that I like to bring up to it's people. A banger. Yep. It is um it, it's something that kind of was like a turning point for me at the time. Um uh it's a way to kind of dovetail the conversation into You know, economics, our monetary system, uh, Uh, and and how I'm getting a weird echo, sorry. Um, And then how the, you know, essentially how all these big investment firms failed and then the government robbed us. Um, Because, I mean, what's one thing that everybody fucking hates? Taxes. You know, whether it be income tax, sales tax, like everybody. Like no matter what walk of life you come from, I mean, given there are people that will that hate taxes, but then still try to rationalize it because my roads. But that's that's the that's the thing that I like to talk about. I like to talk about that. And then one thing I like to point out, especially to like some say more conservative folks, because everybody likes to kind of blame that on Obama. But everybody kind of forgets that that all really started while George W. Bush was still in office. So all of the things that took place, all the the bailout money that was given kind of started with George W. Bush, and then he handed off the baton to Obama. And then, you know, it, it, I mean, you could use that to kind of dovetail into multiple conversations, but if you wanted to go the economic route and you could talk about, you know, especially with some of the, you know, the old timers, like the boomers, like, like I'll admit, like my mother has a tent, like whenever I start talking about stuff, like my mom has a tendency to be like, really receptive to things and she'll listen to me um, whether or not she'll like take it to heart or, or forget about it five minutes later. But during the conversation, she'll listen to me. You know, she doesn't try to commit me, but um, I definitely think that that is a, a good uh, point to talk about with people and how, how we were essentially robbed. Um, not even essentially, like we were straight up, we were, you know, we were robbed. Um, there's like, to me, there's no such thing as, as uh you know, banks that are too big to fail. I think that's such a bullshit fucking term. Um, And and I also use that to point out the fact that, like, and this is something I'll bring up with, like, conservative friends or family members is, you know, because, once again, like, I can talk to them about, you know, free market ideals, but then try and point out to them that, like, you know, where's the free market at? Can you point it out to me? Because, you know, 2008 was, like, a definitive point that – there is no free market if if something's too big to fail and they're just going to take money from the taxpayers and, you know, money printer go burr uh, to hand out all these you know, these bailout funds. Then that, that's not a free market like that's the government meddling with shit that they shouldn't be meddling with. You know, the, the market should, in fact, be free and allowed to do what needs to happen. And if they would have just let all that shit fail, like, yeah, it might have hurt for a little bit. But all they did was just kick the can down the road. And then once again, dovetail into Brian's point about, you know, how media, you know, back in what, like the 50s or whatever, there was like 50 some companies. And then back in the 80s, everything just started consolidating and consolidating. And then we come into today where there's like, what, five companies that essentially own fucking everything. I think it's five. It's either three or five, three or five companies, companies that literally own fucking everything. It's the illusion of choice. And and once again, 2008 was another example of bigger companies eating up these smaller companies like what was it Uh, Bear Stearns like their business was all bought out by what was it JP Morgan Chase, Uh, which once again, those like at one point in time, those were probably like all separate banks and everything just keeps consolidating and consolidating and centralizing and centralizing and 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 that like I said I'm losing my train of thought here sorry but but yeah 2008 is like a good starting point for that where you can really point that out and then like I said you can go backwards in time and forwards in time and point out all these examples of how everything just keeps consolidating and there's more and more and more power in the hands of fewer and fewer people
0: yeah I think (laughs) that's a, a really good point you know and let me ask you guys this since those of us, like, I'm, I guess, I, I'm, I'm the oldest uh, human being here, I think. I th- I'm 41, so I think that puts me over the top. But, like, I, re- like, we were joking about, like, you know, how, oh, people, like, if you talk about Kennedy to my mother, she'd be like, oh, I was in ninth grade in Clifton High School and it was the time X and, you know, they came over the loudspeaker and they told us the president had been shot. And, and, you know, my mother would go through this and everybody's crying and all this other stuff. And then I was like, well, it's kind of like 9-11 for people that are a little bit younger, maybe like Brian's age, for example, where like, you know, that's a moment where, you know, you're still a kid and, you know, you can remember where you were or what have you. And I, I wonder if not, if you guys think that 9-11, not so much the event, because we're not going to get into whether if there were holograms or missiles, I, I'm not interested in doing any of that There
4: no towers. There yeah, weren't no, any towers. There
0: weren't there. any towers, right. Never uh, were. N- yeah, Dude, obviously. But what about like you know the response? Like just looking at—I mean, not so much the Patriot Act because you know you also have to consider like when I talk to people, I'm generally like—and—and and not not so much at the dinner table, but like where I work, I'm talking to a lot of people who do have a fair amount of education so that i can kind of extrapolate a little bit more on uh, you know the the finer points of getting into the nitty-gritty of uh, you know the topic like talking about the patriot act the 600 and some pages that nobody read and all the different uh, all the terrible things that happened at black sites and stuff like that and you know not torturing on american soil but torturing somewhere else therefore the the you know the holy constitution is not being violated people's rights aren't being violated but so much like the response for example like we just left afghanistan after 20 years and nobody has anything to show for it except for you know a couple thousand dead americans a shitload of dead afghanis and lots of money went into a lot of different hands you know essentially for no reason and i always like to bring up the fact that um i have a friend of mine who was 82nd airborne 75th ranger regiment he's one of the first americans over there and he told me when he came back in 2004 that they were guarding poppy fields in certain parts of the country and it's kind of like That for me was, and I was no anarchist by any means by that point. But I was like, wait a second, like we're throwing people in fucking jail if they have this shit on them. And you're over there with taxpayer money protecting it. And then that's when it gets, you know, the wheels get turning. And the next thing you know, I was listening to Art Bell and and Alex Jones was a guest when I was. And that's when Christopher and I worked together and I'm driving to work at 540 in the morning. And I'm listening to Alex Jones go absolutely apeshit on Art Bell's show, Coast to Coast AM. And then I was finished after that. I bought the DVD. I started looking at InfoWars and then that's it. I've never gotten out of that hole and this is where I'm at right now this look at this beard look at what fucking happens to you ladies and gentlemen when you don't get out of the art bell Alex Jones hole.
4: time yeah
0: Yeah, it's quick but But, you know do you think that that's a good example because that's at least something that everybody can remember and it's it's actually very fresh like I said we just got out of there do you think that that's a good opportunity because like I understand like in the, at the end of the day, you got to take care. Of, like you said, it you said a great bird. You have to take care of yourself and the people around you, your family, your friends. Those things where you can have an immediate impact, like an immediate impact today. But at the same time, I at least I do in in my way like to sow at least a little bit of doubt in an individual's mind, at least to look with skepticism towards information or things that state outlets or, or the state in general is saying. So at least to try to cultivate that little bit of skepticism that might lead people in a different direction as opposed to just buying what they're told.
1: I think that, yeah, it's, it's probably a good way to start. Um, you know, I was thinking of, you know, maybe some different ways that I might, you know, try to convince somebody that the government doesn't have your best interests in mind and you know we have talked about in the past about animals being one of those things and just the shit that they've done alone with experiments on animals is like horrifying you know they they did a spy kitty back in you know the cold war days and they spent like 20 million dollars at that time trying to you know, fine-tune a cat to go and spy on the, the Soviets, and everybody's heard the term or the, the phrase, it's like herding cats. Does anybody know why that phrase exists?
0: Well, certainly, because it's fucking impossible, because cats do whatever the fuck they want.
1: Right. So, like, <laughs> they, like, altered this cat because it would get hungry and then just go do whatever the fuck it wanted to do. So, so they, they
2: gave Kitty a lobotomy. <laughs>
1: no, well, they altered it. They altered it like its insides oh, to like man. make it not hungry. You know, like probably took took out its hungry. stomach. Yeah, <laughs> and at that point they're like, "Well, we don't know how long it's gonna live." So they spent, get to work. They spent twenty million dollars, like basically, yeah, tor- <laughs>
4: torturing a cat.
2: Jesus,
4: for their own it's al- Take its stomach out.
2: Yeah, 20. I want
4: to. I want to <laughs> see what it does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, a million dollars
2: yeah. to give it a lobotomy and a fucking gastric bypass. A billion
4: dollars. Glad to be of the cat. <laughs> right. What
0: happened? Did it get run over in like a fucking parking I got, lot in app
4: no, It did
1: get fucking run over by a car.
0: Okay, there you go.
1: That's like great. they all, at The you, end? Well, no, it just uh, got ran over by a car because yeah. uh, <laughs> it,
0: as it's coming strange. home from fucking Soviet-occupied Afghanistan. It's walking through the parking lot of an IHOP. I had a hard life. <laughs> and then, good shit yeah. it's over. <laughs> Okay. That was
4: my last
3: day on the
1: job <laughs> it was so ridiculous so it's ridiculous. like
3: that sad music from the end of the hulk movie just starts playing like
1: <laughs> i mean that's the shit that they do and they did that to a cat you know what i mean like what is, the yeah. fuck do you think they're gonna do to you
0: well that's a good okay. point well how about the so the, you brought up the 20 million dollars on this fucking uh the ro- spy robo kitty the, spy, the, spy the mm-hmm. anti-communist uh, cat so like you know in like the space yeah, I mean, I think that's a good opportunity for a comic if, if anybody's listening, but um, they're not, trust me, maybe, probably not. But, you know, like we like go back a time where like we developed it. I got this for a graduation present when uh, I, I, I got my associates first and I got a present that was a space pen and it can write in zero gravity. Right. So the space pen, it's like amazing. It writes everywhere, writes upside down, whatever. How would you know? I. I believed it. It does work.
1: He got it as a gift, so
0: got, he, he's hoping like, that. <laughs> how would you know? I don't even F- know. It's the same.
4: It's the same everywhere.
0: Yeah, but I don't know where it is. Like I don't even can't tell you where my gravity pen is. But like, oh, I it up, and I was how like, he know? They spent. He many-
4: fell on the ground.
0: Wait. They spent millions of dollars trying to find a pen that would write in zero gravity. And then the fucking Russians mocked everybody. They're like, we give pencil and many sharpened the, pen- the sharpened pencil. We give pencil sharpener and lots of pencil to write in space. So we the- spent this money on fucking this pen, which I can't verify if it writes in <laughs> zero gravity. No. Like he said, but the communists were like, no, just a couple of pencils and a pencil sharpener. Get your fucking ass up there. That's it. The
3: only thing that I've heard to counter that is like, you got to be really careful about sharpening those pencils. Otherwise you're going to have shavings fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah, Like
4: you can't, you I
2: can't mean, you got to be careful about taking a shit or else you're going to have. Well, shit yeah,
3: Like I'm shit, not but... saying there's ways around it. Like I'm not saying the pen was a great idea, but it's like just a pencil at the same time. It's like, ah, <laughs> like.
0: it did write underwater. I did think that was pretty cool, but I, <laughs> I don't write a lot. Yeah. I don't write a lot in the shower or, in in, <laughs> in the bath or anything like no it's... shower thoughts. Yeah, Howard Stern did it. Like
4: waterproof paper. He Brian
0: has water. Yeah, dude, they make
3: that shit. I I got a, I thought it was the coolest shit ever in the Marines. They gave me this notebook and it was like you can fucking piss on this and write on it they it won't do. Like it could get rained on. You could take it underwater and I was like, what the fuck? It's wow. still some of the coolest shit. Yeah, I take stuff like that camping with me now.
4: That's actually fucking great. I didn't know they had that. That's yeah, great. it's pretty neat. See, that's a good invention.
3: Yeah, see, war's not so bad. Yeah,
4: exactly. As long as we get our waterproof <laughs> paper.
0: <laughs> That's good. So we have the cat, the cat, the anti-communist cat that was murdered in the parking lot of an IHOP. That would <laughs> like to bring that up. Well, the not in an
1: IHOP because it I oh, was it
0: a Waffle House?
1: Well, it was in it. You know, like Russia.
0: Oh, they don't have. It would have been. A, it
2: would have been a Borscht House, <laughs> dude. You fucking. Oh my God, you're in
3: my
0: head. <laughs> a borscht house oh man yeah the house of borscht yeah. yeah, the
4: so russian russian communists killed an, a cat that was mean to them no 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 like <laughs> he's put out a oh. sniper team. <laughs> yeah. i'm confused as to what is it how did the cat die it got run over by a car after all that work and communists they- ran yeah. it over
1: yeah, communists ran it over by they, but they didn't know they were running over the spy cat.
4: They just—it was just man, a cat. cat. Yeah, communists are just running over lots of different cats. Yeah. They just wanted ten points, man. Ten points. Okay, I um, that's a, it, unjust. I'm gonna say that that's unjust for the cat. And yeah, I agree. Probably wrong.
0: I agree. Um,
4: Take out is hard. I want to see if he stays alive
0: you imagine, like they, have to, like, they do run over this cat and perhaps they take it home to, like, eat it because they are in the... Sli- that is
4: a Fauci move, yeah. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? And they're like, okay, let's bring this home. You know, this is a great... You know, we're going to add this with little potatoes and we're going to get hammered and it's going to have a nice meal. And next thing you know, this cat has been altered. And then they have to call, the, like, the KGB. And next thing you know, the KGB is inspecting it. And those poor fuckers that thought they were going to have cat for dinner are probably making snow cones in some distant camp in Siberia because they didn't report it immediately that they got a capitalist um counter-revolutionary cat in the parking lot of uh you know
2: counter-revolutionary restaurant. cat how's that for fucking alliteration
0: i think it's a, <laughs> i think we're coming up with a lot of good ideas for comic books i don't know what marvel's doing but we, we really got it under control here. um so i i wanted to uh, bring up perhaps operation mongoose we already talked about cuba and how you know the cia actually was going was committing terrorist attacks in cuba and how they wanted to hire uh the, what was it santo traffic and sam giancana who were allegedly members of a, a certain italian american organization that participated in you know economics that were under the table so to speak uh, and they were going to ha- hire them to kill Fidel Castro. That would be an interesting thing to bring up. Because, but then again, like I have, like Christopher says, your audience is a huge deal. You really do have to know who you're talking to. Like, if I talk to most people about this that are that are Brian's age, they're going to be like, "Is it on TikTok?" Like, we don't give a fuck. Like, I still
3: don't understand TikTok, man. Like, I don't get it. Is it Vine? Like,
4: Vine <laughs> program.
0: <go> <laughs> <laughs> knew it. I knew it. Do you get on there at bird?
4: On TikTok? No. No. Okay. You're out of your mind. No okay. way. No <laughs> way, <laughs> no way right. dude. Sure. That's, stuff. That's the highest level intellectual warfare device ever developed. Um, <laughs> as a civilization destroying piece of technology. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
4: really don't. I really, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm. You know, if, if I was the supreme ruler of the United States, that is getting banned that's getting so banned man when you know that when the people when when it comes out of china it's a different program and <laughs> that's how you know you could be like wait a minute <laughs> hold on something's wrong here yeah i don't like it at all um when Not it came my, out my, my i was TikTok skeptic i'm literally afraid of it <laughs> yeah
1: when it came yeah. out i was like what the fuck is a TikTok? like what is this and then i was like oh it's just a bunch of bullshit okay moving on i don't have a TikTok. i agree with bird weapon
4: that
0: yeah weapon? You see you know what what he says makes sense because when i get on there and it's it's they they know their audience because it's all food <laughs> like it's all people like making like fucking uh beef wellington not doing
4: any like dances or anything like that
0: no it knows me yeah
3: there's a shit ton of. i had to like steer myself away i'm like okay like i because i know people that are like oh like i looked it up and it taught me like how to build a house and all this shit and i'm like what the fuck are you guys searching because yeah it's like all food and it's just like chicks just dancing. And it's just like, what the fuck is this? And people are like, oh, I did a challenge. And it's like, what is the challenge? Like, I don't understand any of this shit.
1: Yeah, let's see if we can clap at the same time. <gasps> we did. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't deal with
4: that level. Yeah, that really buggy. Yeah, that's like super. That's very bug-like. That yeah. Whole idea.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, I, I. But see, that's the thing. Like, they sucker me in because this guy's like, I'm going to show you how to make Beef Wellington. And then you know he's making the beef Wellington, which I don't know if anybody has ever had beef Wellington. It's fucking chef's kiss. It's beautiful. It's very tasty. But like the next thing you know, I'm watching a guy make an M and M's cookie using five different kinds of dough, and then freezing it, and then like I'm taking notes. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this someday. Like I'm I'm writing this shit down. And then you know an hour later, it's uh, somebody making uh, orange chicken. You know, and like like I'm I'm a sick man. I understand I have a problem. <laughs>
2: Sick right. man. I,
0: I am a sick man like especially when they start making their own egg rolls like i'm like oh buddy like you yeah. this is this is this is where i belong and now i know that i'm being controlled by the chinese communist government because they figured me out um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. god damn it i'm in trouble Well,
3: wasn't it like i thought it was like widely known already that it was like oh they're just taking your data and then selling it like i thought I that was, was the whole worse.
4: i think they're brainwashing people yeah uh, i mean taking... no they, they are taking your data i've already been brainwashed so many times though it's like that's what's one quiz, more uh, well, yeah, you, that's a way to look at it You're right.
1: yeah <laughs> i've uh, seen this in in real time where girls are literally trying to like record themselves doing these dances at the same time like in parking lots like they their mm-hmm. phone up on the ba- the trunk of their car and they're like trying to do these dances and i'm like man if i was like a bad person I could totally like hurt both of you right now and you would have no idea like stop doing the TikTok and pay attention before somebody kills you. I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. They're shaking their ass all over the place. I'm like, there could be a murderer rapist in the woods right there.
0: They always come from the woods. The woods. They,
1: they hang out. The
4: That's what what they the got against happens.
3: the woods, man? Like it's peaceful. That's
4: where the murder rape happens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> They ha- they hide like behind the trees and the bushes yeah. and they wait. Yeah. Oh, it's legit. They're they're predators, dude. Like just like Over a the river, like the, like invisible
4: predator. But-
1: <laughs> no no no, right, like yeah. a predator, like a wolf or like a um, yeah. you know, bear. Like they'll just they hide and then they come and like fucking attack your ass dude. when you least suspect it. And TikTok is gonna be the death of them. That's
0: that's it right there. Yeah. That's the headline. TikTok, TikTok killer. Yeah, they were murdered by the bear. Yeah, coming out of the woods and had enough of their TikTok bullshit. And there was like, this is an easy kill, and they didn't even see it coming. Yeah, yeah. If
4: I was a bear, it would be really easy to kill a lot of people on TikTok. Yep, for sure. (laughs) Yeah,
0: obviously. Bear gets
2: fed up with twerking girls.
4: (laughs) Yep, it's a a real problem. It's it's a real it's the issue of our times. As far as I, I, I like taking the boomer position on this one. Okay. Um, I like it a lot. I All right.
3: Yeah. Good. Like Honestly, the more shit I look at, I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, I already feel like, genera- generationally speaking, I have been left behind. Like, I feel old as shit. Like- yeah,
4: no, me too, man. It's, it's, our time is over.
3: like i saw i can't it was somebody playing halo infinite or something and they were like why are people twerking on people's faces when they get kills and it's like dude like they're they're teabagging them and they're like what's that it's just like oh oh fuck that's how you
2: gloat about
3: (laughs) did i I already miss the boat like am i did i get left behind already like (laughs) it wasn't supposed to happen this fast
0: believe me it does happen fast and then next thing you know you sound like me where i like if not only am i a curmudgeon at this point but then I actually do have taken the position that vinyl does in fact sound better than any. Oh, it's
4: true though, but that is true. But, yes. Thank See, you. Some, some opinions like that are true. They are demonstrably true. Thank
0: um, you. You gotta
3: get the little yeah, brush and like,
0: I have an entire vinyl cleaning kit. Yeah. I get, they take my. I take my, it I take very. So oh, yeah, I take mine very seriously, very seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a great collection. It's uh. It's growing. It's mostly metal, but you know whatever. You know some people. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge. I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely. I even bought Saint Anger on vinyl. I'm, I'm like one of like four people, and I'm proud I, of that uh, moment.
4: I, I, like the idea of collecting stuff, as you know. I am, I am in the process of getting ready to move, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm thinking about how to spruce up the space, mm-hmm. and I think collecting things is a good way. To like have a dedicated space. It looks good, has a function, and it's fun to collect stuff. So I've been, check this out. I go go to Florida now and again. Mm -hmm. And my thing that I've started to collect, because I'm like a 95-year-old man, is bromeliads. So there's these little plants. They're like little garden plants, uh, lawn plants or whatever. And they're like all the spiky plants. Like cactuses Mm -hmm. and those like vines and those spiked vines like aloe vera. So we got like a couple of those now. Uh, I have found that collecting the plants has been a lot of fun for me. Um, And so I think I'm going to start collecting other things. Vinyl was definitely on the list because I think you can point at the vinyl and you can go look at my awesome collection of shit and how much fucking money I have, right? Which is (laughs) awesome. and then you can be like they can be like hey do you have this and you can be like no i don't have that because it's shit
3: (laughs) (laughs) and then you can stand next to it like uh patrick bateman and talk about your music
4: yeah right (laughs) yeah so i've enjoyed collecting the quiet side the plants i used to collect like baseball cards and shit so i like that and now i'm looking for a a showy collection i've got a lot of books Motherfuckers don't care about books. They do care about <laughs> vinyls. They That's do care trance. about vinyls. So as far as a flex goes, I'd like to have like a bunch of vinyls of maybe like Afro Caribbean jazz and maybe um, some obscure shit, right? Because pro- I have Spotify if I want to listen to music that I like. But if I want to <laughs> have be able to point out stuff and be like, yeah, I have this record. You haven't heard of them? Well, you're a piss-poor human. <laughs> that kind of power. I like the idea of it. So collecting things is in my future. Vinyls is definitely at the top. You can do a lot of flexing with vinyls.
0: I feel better already. Right? Like I think birds are coming on more often. because Definitely. Yeah. Not, I feel vindicated. Okay. Uh, so really.
4: Speaking do you do of... A lot? Do, you, do you pull that move a lot? Oh, I have this. <laughs> no, <laughs> do I... Have this? No, I don't have that fucking...
0: No, no, I, I don't get to flex or pull move on anything. Like, I mean, really, I just, I, I just, I don't know.
1: But he's never thought to do it, but he's going to do it now. Oh, yeah, no,
0: Try it's it. now. No, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, speaking of, like, like collecting yeah, stuff.
4: Dan no, he's shit. And that's how you can really flex on it. <laughs> right, exactly. <See? laughs> that's all exactly. I'm saying. Yeah,
3: no, that's good. The people collecting NFTs, like, what the hell does that mean? Like, I don't know. Those, somebody explain that. Does anybody know how that works?
4: It's like Like any other. Do you know how art collecting works?
3: See, that also sounds like bullshit to me, though. Like, it just sounds like money laundering.
4: A lot of it is money laundering, (laughs) and the rest of it is gambling. that's all there that really is But like i don't really
3: understand how cryptocurrency works that well yet either so they're like oh it's like attached to crypto but it's an image file and it's just like what the fuck so, are you talking well, about it's like it's
4: actually a link to an image file oh okay um you the in the nft does two things it provides a a in a uh, what word uh unique history unchangeable history of where the private key is, a.k.a. who owns it. And then it also serves as a kind of digital art market in the way that real art markets work, where Stooges put a lot of little amounts of money at auctions in, and then the large auctions are are kind of siphoning off that and also doing a lot of money laundering uh, stuff. So I think that is what's happening is – People are fascinated by the idea that they own a unique piece of of artwork. Um, I think right now it's kind of a hype train. Like people will buy it either as a joke or they're already invested in the idea that it really is a kind of art market, which I think it is. I think NFTs will have the digital function of the physical art market, um, which is whatever. Like who cares? I think art investing is like a pyramid scheme for rich people to launder money and also to siphon some money off of buying small amounts of bullshit, like those little cartoon apes, some of which are going for millions of dollars. Yeah,
3: like I just don't understand, like is it all just hype and then it's gonna collapse or is this like, oh, like this is just a thing that's happening?
4: No, I don't think it would collapse because the art market hasn't collapsed either. It's just sort of an investment, a, a form of investment, which honestly, investing in art is a better investment than investing in the US dollar. So I can see why people do it. I just don't think it's the smartest thing to invest your money in. Um, It's not as volatile as Bitcoin, but Bitcoin has got that – at least a promise of having a higher payoff at the end. So getting in now will help you benefit more at the end of the day. Art doesn't usually go up in value very much. It kind of usually stably goes up, uh, not exponentially. So it's, and it's also not de- destabilizing any monetary regimes. It's just like weird fiat investing. So NFTs are just kind of boring to me. Like I wish they were, the most boring thing that I hear is they're bad for the environment. Shut up, please. I don't ever, I hate that one so much. It hurts my brain. Right. Yeah. Well, like, I've heard hurts, that so fucking much. It hurts my brain, dude. I know it's not true. It's just not true. Um, but that's all I think about them is I think about it like any other art market and I just don't know anything about art. <laughs> And also those cartoon monkeys, it's the ugliest shit, right? Those cartoon monkeys that they have are disgusting. It's very (laughs) low quality and creepy stuff. So I don't really know what it is. Um, I'm going to stay out of that one. I'm not a finance guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, me neither.
0: Fair enough. Um, Does anybody have anything that they would like? First of all, I want to say happy Thanksgiving in advance to every, the 11 and a quarter of you that are still sticking with the show up from four and a third, about two years ago. So thank you very much for the the exponential growth uh, in in, in the show's (laughs) platform. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving to um, everybody. I'm grateful for, like I said, those of you that still stuck with the show and I'm grateful that we have awesome people like bird that can come on and, and chat with us and, Talk about what to bring up at the uh, at the dinner table. Of course, I I obviously have a problem because I'm trying to incite a riot apparently at my Thanksgiving, which is fine. Um, That's okay. I mean, you know, it is what somebody's got to be the asshole and it might as well be the old curmudgeon with gray in his beard who collects vinyl and talks like a hipster now about the sound quality to young people that don't care nor will listen to me. It's like old man yelling into the void. Speaking of which. I would like to say that I'm a little disappointed right now. A little disappointed. I'm going to air this grievance before Festivus. This is a pre-Festivus <laughs> airing of a grievance. Brian disappeared for a month, and he has come back. And I thought that you went to find Christ in the woods or, or God. <laughs> or and I made and I made. I've already done that. But I made that claim. You don't have any streaks in your hair like Moses did when he came down from the mountain, like Charlton Heston, the original version. You know the real version of Moses. You don't have any I, of that shit. Yeah, yeah, the real version of Moses, the, the, the uh, accepted version of Moses. You don't have Moses. any of. That. Yeah, the yeah n- the non-Semitic Moses, Moses,
4: white Moses,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly, white Moses. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so, like, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't come back looking like a crazy person off of Mount Sinai, but that's okay. Uh, I've learned to live with plenty of disappointments. I mean,
3: I already looked like the Unabomber, like, I don't know what
0: yeah and that's a show topic for another day somebody else is already doing that one so that ain't gonna be us um in fact it's uh it's uh one of bird's uh teammates that's uh been uh going over the uh the the the, the unabomber manifesto um, absolutely amazing yes truly
3: honestly like i i think that was kind of where like that was another huge disconnect for me it was like i read that shit and i was like none of this stuff sounds that fucked up like other than the fact that he was killing people i was like this sounds like a pretty smart guy and then i was like i don't know how many people i could tell that to without causing some problems like that's like, true that's he was just now, mad nowadays <laughs> like, it's a
4: mainstream opinion yeah well yeah
3: no there's one of my friends he uh it was a guy i was in the marines with he was like he's like i read the what industrial society and it's uh and it's effects or aftermath or some shit, whatever it's called. And then he's like, yeah. And then I read Walden by Henry David Thoreau and I was like, wow, these are incredibly similar. <laughs> Ted was just a little bit more spicy, but <laughs> he was
4: a boomer. A little bit more <laughs> exploding. let be yeah. honest. Ted yeah. was kind of a boomer. Yeah, um, A lot of good ideas, but a kind of a boomer. I'm going to go with a four out of ten, Ted Kaczynski. Four Oof. out of ten. Suffer out of ten. Suffer no boomers, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant.
0: There's been a lot of quotes on this show. I'm gonna have to listen to it and like take more notes because this has been brilliant. Uh, Does anybody have anything special they're gonna be doing or eating for Thanksgiving? I've already detailed the spread on my table several times. I know that Angel is good for making dips that involve apple pie and bacon. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember the last time we, we we talked last year, and you were you were uh, you were very intrigued by uh, her dip skills with what she was bringing I to her table?
4: Dip skills, I do remember the dip skills. I don't remember bacon apple pie. Uh,
1: right? No, there's bacon dip, and then there's apple pie dip. So it's two separate oh,
2: dip see. dishes together. I, I lost my food chub because I thought it was a bacon apple pie dip, and that gave now me. Now, how
4: good does a bacon apple pie sound? <laughs> that, that, sounds that sounds pretty sounds good, good to me. Really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Do a bacon
2: lattice over the top with a brown sugar uh, crumble.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's hot. I mean, that's sexy talk right there. That's dirty. Right. I'll calm yeah. it down. I'll calm okay. It down. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, does that, bro? <laughs> take about 10 percent off yeah. um uh, does anybody have anything special they're going to be doing for thanksgiving i know that uh, at some point in time if brian wants to avoid the padded cell he'll be eating with me um and hopefully generally sure.
3: always want to avoid the padded cell
0: always that's that's a good default uh what about you birdie you any big plans
4: i got no plans this year this is this is the uh, breakdown time as far as my moving is concerned. And so huh? I have not dedicated any time to getting a turkey this year or anything. I am lazy as shit and I'm loving it. And I'm, you know, I'm going to buy some Chinese food. That sounds, right.
2: sounds pretty fucking good.
0: I yeah, Chinese food so. still kicks ass. Yes, it oh, does. Yeah. What are you going to go with? You're going to do a little, are you going to go with something a little traditional, general Me? stuff? Chicken?
4: No, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I my a few i got a, i have a, a menu okay yeah. the scallion pancakes every time i love scallion pancakes I'm a huge fan Ooh, also good. gonna go for the chicken and broccoli with the sauce in it i love chicken and broccoli it's a classic i love the crunch of the broccoli i love the weird boiled texture of the chicken <laughs> I love that white rice that that is basically sponge cake <laughs> uh, it's so good and then the killer the real killer is the barbecue spare rib tips Oof. the barbecue spare rib tips are a great deal it's like 60 percent meat 40 percent weird cartilage tendon thing <laughs> um, you can get over some of the textural differences it's a very delicious meal I have to get that and so that's what i'm thinking about for thanksgiving that's going to be the thanksgiving plan i want to get a little of that some scallion pancakes and of course shout out to new york a snapple peach a snapple peach
0: all right this that sounds like Warsh a solid it plan all down <laughs> Warsh, Warsh. Warsh
4: it all down.
0: <laughs> it's like the, we have this thing where we live uh where people uh will plur will put a plural on anything like for example like aldi the you know the uh german chain of grocery stores we know Aldi's. people. Yeah, they'll they'll call it Aldis, or they'll yeah, call so it. I do that. Yeah. okay. So, so it's not a that's not a local thing, Chris. We were wrong. I thought that this was a strictly Northern Ohio thing where everybody has to make a plural at WalMarts. Aldis. Yeah, Aldis. Okay. Who says
3: WalMarts?
2: Walmart. Oh, the WalMarts to get me a washcloth.
3: Oh my goodness!
0: People so from I Wash my butts. People from Maslin, Ohio, talk like that. No joke.
3: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: It's true. It's 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 fact. Maslin Ohio is the is is the Newark New Jersey of Ohio. It's oh, wow. it's yes, you want to avoid it at all costs. It's just L. yeah, that's it's yeah. no yeah. good. It's not good at all. I
3: still to this day I've never experienced a thing in my life life that is like new jersey like i do not understand that place
4: nothing like it it's a unique place (laughs)
3: like i i can't put it into words but it's just yep this is new jersey and i don't want to be here like
4: (laughs) it's like a big apartment
2: (laughs) well listen and the air air tastes how shit smells well wait so like
0: bird i i went out to visit some family over over the summer then I drove out. My my kid and I drove out, and um I, I totally forgot that I wasn't permitted to pump my own gas. I, like I pulled up to the pump, and I oh, start to get out. About yeah, and the attendant is like, "Can I help you, sir?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm good." And he's like, "No, seriously, like, what do you want?" Like, I'll put it in. And I I, I sat in the car while this man filled them up, and I looked over at my kid, and I'm like. We don't tip these people, right? Like we don't give them money for putting gas in the car, like. right? Like, what do you do? It's a masculating
3: feeling too, because it's like, oh, I'm just gonna sit in my fucking car and watch this guy pump my gas. I guess, like, I, I, didn't, don't
0: know. I didn't take it that way. I took it as a very bourgeois move. Like, I'm yeah. having the proletariat fill my my tank with gas while i sit here and observe them from upon high as they perform this duty you know what i mean like it was almost like i got elevated for a class right before i got on the on the garden state parkway to get the fuck out of dodge um it is a unique place i tried to go to the beach there's nowhere you can park that you that's free there's no there's no free parking
4: at the shore yeah, oh yeah
0: like down oh, point yeah, no. yeah down point pleasant no no point no. pleasant beach there was nowhere
4: to the park. popular it. beachhead on the east coast. There's no you're not gonna no way.
0: I just wanted to see the water. Like I was like let's <laughs> I was like let's park your car.
4: Brown. It's brown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a good thing google maps a good thing i didn't find a place to park there because i could like i'm not kidding you bird it was like one o'clock in the morning and i'm like okay everybody should be gone by then because you know i'm from a small town in ohio where nine thirty 9 oh, 30 at 1 night
4: o'clock in the morning you thought the shore was gonna be yeah empty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I'm, I'm i'm a total outsider like it's on my friday night right on, <laughs> that saturday but you know whatever oh, yeah. Yeah. excuse me but yeah like i said i'm from a small town well, I was born in New Jersey, but I've lived out here my whole life. So, like, I, I've have t- totally forgotten any of my roots. Apparently, only certain words come out at certain times. At least that's what my wife has told me before. And I'm like, I do not have a New Jersey accent. Some things you say, you do, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess you can't shake it all. It's a Jersey thing, as Kyle once said. Um, it's a Jersey yeah, thing. you wouldn't understand. But uh, yeah, I'm so I'm like, in a, I live in a town where like 9:30, it's dead. Like it's dead, like a fucking that's mausoleum. Tough. Oh, it's quiet very quiet so like i'm like oh you know what it's one o'clock in the morning most of these people have to be tired by now it was 150 outside like it's disgusting no no i got there and i was like fuck. there's nowhere to park the car there's like and like for free i was like thinking like i would be able to parallel park someplace no
4: a lot of people doing methamphetamines out there (laughs) a lot of space needed i guess so
0: i guess so and they served the cheesesteak late which i guess is good i didn't have one they do.
4: It's the east coast yeah yeah
0: i didn't i didn't get one this time there was i i got regular i got pizza from a rest i forget the name of the pizzeria bird they actually trucked the water in from brooklyn I'm not kidding do
4: they really from the tap in brooklyn
0: yeah there's they said that brooklyn has the best water i mean i cannot verify
4: water it's got great tap water
0: yeah so that's oh, what dang,
4: the... you can't dig it well no, radiated or whatever. <laughs>
0: right, <laughs> you get water from Secaucus. You're gonna have a few heads, you know, an extra thumb yeah, or what you have to you. To
4: operate a place like New York City, you need the water to be cleaned, cleaned, and sent into the tap. It doesn't work otherwise.
0: Fair enough. But this pie was really good. It was uh, it was exactly what I expected. And I'm not much of an of an onion and sausage guy, but this the this like place. That. It was good it was really good
4: i like that i like that a lot like yeah that a lot that I nice like th- the shitting on new jersey though <laughs>
0: <laughs> i guess i have a pass to do it you know i'm from there and i have family there so i can you know pull down my trousers and you know defecate upon it but that's fine because i can't pump my own gas there i guess so whatever but that's uh,
4: crazy right
0: a little bit a little bit and then my my aunt gets a hold of me and she's like hey um make sure you don't bring your gun with you and i'm like yeah, yeah, I know that. She goes, no, no, no. could
4: never do that. Yeah, no, she <laughs> she,
0: she tells me, she says, no, 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 they Trump had to get a lady out of jail because she crossed into New Jersey from Pennsylvania, and instead of the fuzz escorting her back, saying, okay, you fucked up, get out of here. No, they wanted to put her away for like, I don't know, five years or whatever, and she had to like get some sort of pardon or what have you. So she was like, do not bring a firearm to New Jersey. I'm like, trust me, anybody that knows anything about guns knows how fucking draconian and communist it is. It's You can't even have hollow points. So when you do shoot at somebody, it's going through them and the guy behind them, depending on oh, what that's you have. Good.
4: Yeah, right. just want to make sure you eliminate all possible threats, right?
0: <laughs> including that New suspicious Jersey. grandma, New Jersey,
4: yeah. looking out for the for the little guy. I guess. <laughs>
0: <so>. <laughs> I guess so. Um, does you anybody
2: shoot one? You might as well shoot them all. I guess <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: that's what they do in Newark, anyway. Um, Bird, would you please plug away on all the different uh, things uh, that you do? All the platforms, the TLE oh, wow. podcast, all that for. Um, our
4: Bird Archist on Twitter And you can listen to Timeline Earth Anywhere you can listen to any podcast
0: Outstanding uh, Does anybody have anything Before we wrap up, Christopher?
4: Uh,
2: nope uh, Nothing major coming up uh, My band started recording um, So we're working on our album It's probably going to be a couple months uh, Before we're done Because we got like 11 or 12 songs Although uh, we did last night, like we instead of finishing recording the one song because my one guitar player had to leave early. We instead created our hidden track for the album.
1: Cool. Nice.
2: And it is a filthy Christmas song. (laughs) (laughs) And when I say filthy, I mean filthy. And it's only like 44 seconds long. It's pretty... we were laughing our asses off last night. So anyways, yeah, it's that's totally cool. irrelevant, but anyways, Fast and dirty. Yeah, that, that's what we're working on, so.
0: Excellent. So Excellent. Excellent. Very good. And Brian finally.
3: Oh, uh Happy Thanksgiving Pilgrims. That's about it. I'm good.
0: <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> Pilgrims. <laughs> well done. What about you, Boss Lady?
1: Um I just have for the fans um coming up, we will have some um 12 days of Christmas kind of we're releasing some of our Patreon content so be on the lookout for that as an extra special thank you and a Christmas gift to our fans so coming out um, around Christmas time
0: all right fantastic and uh, I would also like to say thank you to Bird and happy Thanksgiving to Bird and his uh, upcoming Chinese dinner Uh, I'm always grateful for the opportunity to chat with you Uh, I uh, enjoy all of your content. I enjoy your takes and, uh, I'm really, uh, I'm really glad that you were able to make it on the show today, man. Thanks for being a friend of our show.
4: Thank you so much for inviting me. That was very sweet. Um, thank you for, uh, well, if you I, listening to TLE, I, you know, I love that. I put a lot of work into that and I mean, I, I just love hearing that. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure, man, it, it, it sincerely is. Uh, I would like to th- uh, wrap up by thanking our sponsors, such as Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird. I paint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents, and Ray Faba, a fine artist and design from the Great Lakes. But this time has come, ladies and gentlemen, where we discuss the contents of your backside. So with uh, Thanksgiving fast approaching, your window of opportunity to get good homemade gay soap has passed. However, Hanukkah is approaching. It will be on the 29th and that's eight crazy nights of an opportunity to clean yourself with Todd's gay soap. So if you're having family over, you're spinning the dreidel, uh, maybe some latkes, a little brisket, Gefeld the fish. I'm really not into that. I'm fillet of fish, not Gefeld the fish. But the brisket and all of that's delicious. A little potato action there. Uh, um, the Lockhees, maybe a Blintz. That would be nice. Nobody wants to sit next to you enjoying this delicious food, this wonderful cuisine, while you have a dirty asshole sitting next to them. My friend Todd and his soap from Akron Apothecary. Homemade gay soap from Gay, gay Hands to Your Ass to keep you nice and clean for the holidays because it is soap for that ass. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, John Kennedy was murdered by the government. And uh, read the book, uh, <laughs> the Devil's Chessboard, uh, when it comes to Alan Dulles and the CIA. Uh, excellent. Uh, I, you, won't, you won't be able to put it down. It's tremendous. And uh, check your rear view after you read it, because uh, you never know who's watching. Thank you to Bird once again. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you have a great time to the 12 and a quarter view. The numbers just went up just because Bird's here. That's the only reason why we got the bump. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.